You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 60, the Chevrolet Nationals wrap-up show. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, join Darren and Scott from last weekend's 2019 Carlisle Chevrolet Nationals. Darren spent some time interviewing Miss Hurst Golden Shifter, Linda Vaughn. The first lady of motorsports shares a lifetime of car memories from all over the world. Listen in to hear from former Hurst engineer Don Glover as he recounts days designing the shifter and products we all know and love. Meet three siblings from northern New Jersey who are serious bowtie fans with Trans Ams, a Corvette, and a mean SS Camaro in their garages. And hear from a charming Chambersburg couple who are the proud original owners of an impeccable 1969 Hurst Olds with a 455 cubic inch power plant. This car is extraordinary. Get your CB radio ready to hear more about the Cars of Carlisle team's first-hand thoughts on the first-ever Bandit Jump. So, let's get wrapped up! Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and to my right in the studio today is Scott. Thank you for going along on Saturday. Hey, thanks for taking me along. That was uh, your first Chevy Nationals, if I'm not mistaken, was it not? It was, and I enjoyed it. It was great. There were a couple things that stuck, you know, really stood out for you, bud, as far as things that you were surprised at. You mean that you've, of course, had the comparison to Ford. Each show has its own personality. Any reflections for you? Uh, yeah, the main thing that I noticed was Ford is just basically Ford, but at this right, one with, with it, Lincoln and some Mercury and right. Yeah. But this one was kind of a large umbrella, and there was a That's little true. bit of everything and a little bit of everybody that was there. Right. So you're you make a great point that being General Motors, you have of course Chevy, you have Cadillac, Pontiac, Buick. It really does cover some some different. It was really diverse with what you saw there yeah. and the people that were there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, we're excited about this show for you. A lot to talk about. You you know from the intro that we talked and met with Linda Vaughn. Uh, got a couple hugs. Got some autographs. She's so great. Just talking with her. Very smart lady. Been in business for a lot of years. She's um, born and raised Georgia, but a West Coast lady now. And, and so relatable. She was so very, down to earth. Casual conversation. Just mm-hmm. immediately comfortable. Yep. She was great. And at uh, at that station, we met Brenda Walls. We'll talk a little bit more with you about that, but uh, or you're here in the interview. We're planning to go to Ridgely Car Show at the end of September, September 22nd, uh, down in Maryland. There are going to be probably 1,500 plus cars there. We'll plan to take the Z06 down, uh, but really great to meet uh, folks like that. Also, by accident, you're going to hear us um, meet three new friends. We were standing along the Bandit Jump at the the, the media. Uh, area that was blocked off, and they were had VIP tickets, and were leaning over the fence talking to these these three individuals. And here was two sisters and a brother, uh, and it's as though we knew them our entire lives. Oh my word! Chit chat, and laughing, making jokes. In some of the interview, you'll probably hear different of us talking in the background because it was just kind of constant with everything right. that was going on. It was great. Yeah, there are a lot of fun, a lot of energy. This episode it may go a little longer than well, much longer than most wrap up shows. Some great content. Speaking of excellent content. We may have to do uh, a second parter, but Don Glover, a former engineer for Hearst, extremely giving of his time, walked me around, showed me these glassed areas where he has original uh, drafts and, and blueprints of, of uh, the pistol grip shift uh, for uh, Chrysler. He had um, other engineering drawings that he had done. He talked a lot about his drag racing days. He showed me personal photo albums where his all the cars and the history of the vehicles he had worked on the ETZ was turning at local drag strips I mean it was really a great experience so to hear that interview and in addition to that we had the the pleasure of meeting a great couple 
out of the southern Pennsylvania, Chambersburg, Pennsylvania area. And they are the original owners of a 1969 Hearst Olds. This car was concourse level vehicle. The restoration on it, they do trailer it. It is immaculate, perfectly restored, uh, full rotisserie restoration on it. But they were the original owners. They bought it new and they have an incredible provenance. They showed me their personal photo albums, the handwritten bill of sale. It was just the most fantastic discussion with, uh, with them. And you're going to get to meet them, John and Sharon Kushner. And what you won't hear is pretty much anything after the demonstration of the Nitro startup. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> with Bruce Larson. Scott, Scott and I were dividing and conquering it a bit mid-afternoon, and he was over uh, Bruce Larson's tent end. But you were smart enough to keep, what, 50 yards back? I was just late getting there, so <laughs> okay. that's why I was so it far wasn't back. Planned. Everybody was crowded in like little flies, and then as soon as it started up, everybody grabbed their ears and ran away. <laughs> but it was loud. Yeah. It well, was impressive. Well, this is a longer than normal one, but I'm, I'm promising you you're going to enjoy it. We met some amazing people. So glad to have these uh, these individuals now be Cars of Carlisle fans and, and fellow Cubers. And friends. And friends. In fact, we're already talking about with the Randolph siblings, meeting up with them at uh, Corvettes of Carlisle, and we're going to get together and maybe grab dinner and have some fun. So, yeah, so good to, to make new friends. Oh, before we jump into and, and hit the ignition, the start button, Let's give you today's episode 60 trivia question. And that is this. You know, I'm a major fan of, of Linda Vaughn. And with that, uh, she was in two relatively, if you're a car person, you know these movies. But she was in two films. And uh, the, I'll give you the years. The first one was actually 1976. And the second film she was in was 1983. And the latter of the two featured Burt Reynolds. So, looking for the two movies that Miss Vaughn was, uh, was a featured actress on. And, if you happen to hear any bloopers that are covered from the Alexis sister... Oh, it she was the, the shy one. from Andrea's Camaro. Yes, and she kept saying she was the shy one. Yes. Yeah, but we have a lot of bloopers to cover from the shy we one. We were going to so. nickname her the F-bomber. <laughs> so, you'll hear those bleep outs, just so we keep this clean. So, Scott, good point. Let's, uh, let's, hit, let's fire up the engine. Let's get started. So, first up, we'll talk to uh, those Randolph siblings. And Andrea? Nice to meet you, Darren. Andrea, so glad. We met over at the Bandit Jump, you and your sister, and we'll talk to her in a little bit. But you were just getting ready to tell me about this beautiful divorce car. Yeah, my 2011 Camaro. Um, it was... Open the cutout. Uh, uh, I like where he's going with this. December of 2011, I decided that that's what I really needed to have. I yes. loved it when I saw it, when they debuted this car. And we, my dad had a 69 Camaro that was yellow and black. And... Uh, I needed to have one, but I couldn't afford it when they came out, like 2010. So I looked on cars.com. We get a little closer to it yep. so we can hear it burble. It was New Year's Eve. Yes. Um, after work, my brother's a jeweler also, and they have a store in New Jersey. And uh, I watched it for the whole month of December, and it went from like thirty. It went from forty-two thousand. Thank you. To thirty-nine thousand mm. in a month. So I called the guy up. It was down the shore. I said, "I'm going to come buy this car." They were like, "It had forty-five hundred miles on it." The guy wanted an AC. Mm. Yeah, he wanted drove it, wanted it in a casino, drove it a few 4,500 miles, and traded it in for a truck. Oh so I went down, gosh. bought the car, uh, drove it home in the rain, yeah. and it's been my baby ever since. And then I put an X-Pipe, SLP X-Pipe, um, SLP Loudmouth 2 on it right away, cold air intake. Then I did headers and cutouts last year, uh, drove it to Maryland for it. Uh, I have three sets of rims for this car. Do you really? Yeah. I have my originals, I have another pair, and this is my favorite by all time. Yeah, well, my my 2016 Corvette is, I have, it's all blacked out. Uh, it's okay. white with red interior. Her name's Norma Jean. Um, <laughs> this one doesn't have a name. This was my Diamond SS. My Corvette's Diamond C7. And my Chiva 2016 Tahoe that says uh, VVS1. Nice. V. 
Because <laughs> no one will know what that means. It's a jewelry term because I don't want anybody to like kill me. And is it Clarity? Is that it's Clarity it and BVS1, almost perfect, and Color D is. So, See that? Yeah. Which, it's nearly perfect. It is. So these two sit in my garage side by side, and then I have a 2019 side by side in between them. Oh my yellow. Gosh. Yeah, I need a bigger. You've garage. got great choice. Yeah. But how I mean, how often do you change? Do you change the rims yourself? I mean, you just keep the they're all shot. shot well, my the tires boyfriend just, actually is a GM mechanic. mechanic. Oh well, there you go. He is not a car guy. Okay. He won't come to a show with me, but right. he does everything for me. Okay. So you just depending what whatever mood you're in, just. But these have been on because they fit my car. The other ones, my regular stock, I love, uh, but I had a pair of uh, 21s on there. I just, the black didn't go, and these, I found them, and I was, I love it. So my garage literally looks like the Hot Wheels that you buy in the package yeah. with the sets of rims, yes. the jack, that's my, that's there. And then my other rims in. They make the look. Yeah. Tell me those look nasty. Then when Very I, nasty. when I turn that on with the cutouts open, it's oh, nasty. The highway, you can't even then, like, I got does pulled it, over Does it drone time. pretty heavy? Very bad. Today, does my it? daughter was like, Mom! But oh. I'm used to it. She's yeah. not. I just, even when I closed it, the drone is, but I don't care. Yeah, I yeah. I just yeah. open the windows, open the sunroof, and I'm good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got pulled over one time. <laughs> and Because of the... Because of all this. Yeah, I think I'm, like, Locked flying out. windows. So uh, I okay. roll down the windows. He's like, oh. I'm like, oh, girl. And you were, you were like a... I was like, yeah, all girl. No what can I help front, you with? No front plate, no front plate because I'm not letting them drill. Tin. And my tin. And, uh, so you just lay it up on the dash? No. No. Yeah, okay. It's on my garage. Okay. So I say to the cop, I said, I know exactly where to park her because the plate's right there. Mm. Okay. He was really cool. He's like, all right, just go. I did all the blackout like I did. Um, the, the color cutout, like the... Um, they're blackouts, they call, but they're like all LED, the side So you can see through that then? You can, but when you see this, you don't see it. I haven't seen that done before. Yeah, and my Corvette, I did not like how, you know, yeah. it was like this. Yes. So I had them black tinted, done. Wow, somewhere yeah. local did that for you? Yeah, the tint, my tint place did it, but a guy came to the whole nine. This is what I want, because I have it on a lot. How does the, I mean, how do the Recaros feel Love on it. a long trip? Um, I'm okay with it, okay. but my boyfriend's 6'4", and okay. he hates it. Okay. Yeah, well. But I say it's not for him to hate. It's not right. for him to love. It's yours. But for a bigger guy, the Recaro is like my friend just traded his 2011 Camaro in, all done up. Jerry from Central Jersey, he's mm -hmm. over there by the UMI performance mm -hmm. trailer, did all his work, over $20,000 in work. Just traded in for twenty grand. Bought himself a 1LT Corvette 2015 for $40,000. So he got twenty for his car. So he's like, right. I bought this car for twenty grand. Yeah, that's a good way to look but at it. But all my guys are trading in all their Camaros for that. Now I have coffee well, with I, uh, my Corvette club in the morning, on Monday mornings, and we all talk about the C8. Really, as we talked about over at the Vantage Up, the older generation is really against it. Yeah. They're, you know, mid-size, it's weird. Mid-engine, mm -hmm. automatic. It's more Ferrari. More Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. And the younger Corvette guys, I think, love it, but really the younger Corvette guys are they don't it's all about like for us like I when I remember when I saw this for the first time yeah. I loved it and then yeah. when they debuted that C7 I was like no matter what I'm going to do I'm buying this car my taillights won me over but they said we can go in the machine if you want okay. the yeah. old Corvette guys hated the taillights without the round the two or the four rounds yeah, yeah. Yep. I always wanted a C6, but when that C7 came out, I was all about it. Yeah. I was like, that's me. So. That's great lines. Yeah. I just keep staring at this car. It's yeah. just absolutely amazing. It's pretty sassy. <laughs> that's a good word it for is. it. Yeah. And that I park it at work, and everybody knows, like, oh, wow, that's Andrea's car. And, yep, that's definitely oh, my car. Oh, gosh. And I have one quick story that's a great story. Please. So I met a police officer in my town who will be here soon. <laughs> um, this, I was sleeping one Sunday morning. My neighbors are banging on my door, and I'm like, what? So I wake up and they said there was a like broken down truck in the street. <laughs> and I was like, okay. They're like, the guy's wheel hit your garage. Fell off, smacked the garage. I was like, what? So I get out, I look out. Yeah, his whole wheel broke Did you off. Go the garage door? Flew into my garage. What the chance of that? Right. So they already called the police. I'm like, okay, that's good. It didn't damage my garage door, but it broke my siding. And so the cop comes to my house and he's like, he's like, well, you know, what do you, what do you, bitching for really it didn't do any damage i was like really so i uh, open up the door and he's like oh yeah. then i open up the other door he was like oh yeah that could have been i was bad. like yeah 
So he's like, well, my brother's a Corvette guy. I was like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's 7 o'clock on a Sunday morning. I don't really care. Um, so he leaves. They get the guy. The guy comes, fixes my whole siding because he's a contractor. He just didn't realize his wheel. Yeah, right. You kind of know what something happens. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, you lose a wheel, you kind of know. Yeah. And when it leave, you're, you leave your truck and it's like, you know, it ripped into the road, into the pavement. Yeah. So, um. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, bud, just write the report, whatever. Mm-hmm. So about a week later, I'm leaving for work, pulling the Corvette out of the driveway. The state trooper pulls in front of me, and I'm like, it was the brother. So he's like, oh, yeah, so my brother told me, and this is exactly the kind of car we've been friends ever since. That's awesome. So, and he's a Corvette guy, too, so he'll come down at Corvettes at Carlisle with me. It's just funny things how they work. They do. And they that's do. what you talk about on the podcast. It's a community. It is. It is. I've it is. So many people I love, I have right. been crazy for cars since I've formed words. My second word my mom said was Jeep. Um, but it's the, it's the family of people and the community of friends. I'm loving it. I have to say that. Like, I always said, like, the first day, like, I bought that Camaro. The car was nothing. I literally made a huge family from the car itself. Yeah, that's exactly right. So, what would you talk about, like... Corvette's a car allowed. The fact this is my first year I can come now and be part of it. There's nothing as an like owner. it. I mean, that's nothing like it. And there's so many people, and they're like, they, you know, when I get out of my car, they're like, oh, is that your husband's car? I'm like, no, that's my car, and I don't have one of those. Like, it's seriously straight up. <laughs> I, 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 I got rid of that one, and yeah. Right. It, you know what? It, it's a whole different respect, though, when you drive that Corvette. You get out, and they're like, oh, nice to meet you. Do you guys want to give a shout out to the businesses, to your clubs? I mean, please do. Well, we're New Jersey 5th Gen, uh, New Jersey 5th Gen Camaro Club. We have really great, we're all in New Jersey, but we, North Jersey, we have members as far as Maryland, uh, lots of Pennsylvania, um, New Jersey, New York, we have a lot. Um, And I'm DeAndre's Jewelers, I'm in North Jersey. Um, And I meet a lot of people. When I have my Corvette or Camaro parked in my parking lot, they stop. And they come in, and then my whole office... I'll have to send you a picture. Please do. My one wall is all Matchbox Camaros that my customers bring me, and the other wall is now Corvettes. Oh, my god! And they love it. They think this is great. I was at Walmart. I picked this up for you. Aww. I was here. I saw that. I thought of you. It's really nice, That's and it's amazing. really a personal touch. So. It is a very personal touch. Yeah. John, did you want to say anything about, I mean, just about the whole car life among... The sisters? Oh, it's, it's, it's a big family. The car life is a big family. Um, so we've met so many people because of it. Oh, yeah. um, you know, one of our best friends, they become family. So yeah, he just showed up at my store one Sunday morning for a coffee run, and we've been friends with him ever since. That's usually how it works. Yeah. Yep. And you can usually tell the first moment you meet somebody when it they is, come out of the car, you're like, oh, It's awesome. It really is. <laughs> Every time Alexis yeah. gets divorced or breaks up with a boyfriend, she buys a car. So that's why. She Except needs for to get, this last time. This last one, wow. she needs to buy yeah. another one now. Wow. Yeah. She got divorced, oh. bought the 01, broke up with her longtime boyfriend, bought the bandit. Oh. See? That's, so, that's good. This yeah, last time hey, I didn't buy anything. Thank you for the pen. So tell us about oh, the geez. both your, your Trans Ams, if you would. So, um, the 01, I, don't, I just love the style car. And um, so my brother and I, so I was going through a really bad divorce. And my brother and I, he was young at the time. We used to remember AOL into Messenger. Mm-hmm. So it was like the three of us. We'd sit home and be like... Talk to each other. And so, I don't know, we searched, like, he searched online. He actually found it for me, and um, it was on eBay. And... It was in Philly. It was was Valley Forge, PA. I'll never forget it. And um, it was, my white car is exactly the same as the day I bought it. Had, like, a a black checkered checkered flag on the side of it. And um, so my, I actually, my sister and I sounded like on the phone. I'm very, I am very shy. Mm-hmm. So I told my sister, I called her up. I was like, listen, I really like this car. I was like, I was like, she's like, no problem. I'll take care of it. What's the phone number? She called up. She's like, yep, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm this, I'm whatever. Okay, great. Tomorrow, I'll be out tomorrow to pick it up. Yeah. My dad drove me out. Well, she calls and me. She's like, "Can you get off of work to come drive my car home? Because I've been driving a stick in twenty years." I, had, I literally hadn't driven like, a stick I can't in get a off long work. time. Before we, owned, we before we owned our stores. Right, oh, this right. is this is sixteen so, years ago. Like it was two thousand and three. I'll never forget two years it. Old so we, it. we go out there. We go to this place. It was Phoenix. Um, I forget the name of the place. But Phoenix anyway, we pull group, up. Yeah. It was a big like a warehouse, and I pulled up and I was like. There was all Trans Ams out front and Corvettes. They built they built Corvettes for like a like a road course. Okay. So my dad drove me, and we pull up, and I was like, "Where's my car?" I was so excited. We go inside. I had to use the bathroom because we drove three hours, and we go inside, 
and I was like, it, I, I remember where it was. They I, once I went to the bathroom and, and I came out, they had it outside, and I was like, <gasps> I it was just like, it was the most amazing moment of my life because yeah. I was like, this was, I had yeah. still sweat when you drive it, right? When fulfilled, yeah. When so I wasn't ready to buy a car at the time. It was like 2002. Or, we went up to this this place in Newburgh, and they were like the biggest um, like dealer. Pontiac dealership at the time. We went up there. The only thing they had was the the, the, the 2002 the anniversary okay. that that yellow. Okay. So I was like, and they had it in the showroom, and I remember it was like it was a lot of money, and I was like, no, I and, I didn't, and I'm not a fan of the uh, convertible, so I was like, yeah. the lines are completely different. But when I was ready to buy, they didn't have anything. But before I was, I went there, they they had a thousand cars. So anyway, that's that's why we ended up on eBay. Well. So my brother found it. Sure enough, yeah. They didn't sell it. So I went up there and got it. My dad and I took it home. I said, Dad, my like, Dad, can you, can you drive it to take gas? He said, no. I'm not getting it. And my dad's a big man. I was like, Dad, I'm like, I'm, I'm scared. I'm like, I don't even know if I can drive this home. My brother was 18 at the time, and I just started dating a new guy. Okay. Uh-huh. And it was his, it was actually his birthday. And I said to him, I was like, oh, listen, um, we're going to go, I'm gonna, you know, I know it's your birthday and everything, but, uh. Guess what I'm doing. Well, I said, I'm, gonna, I'm buying, I'm buying this Trans Am. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, yeah, no, really. yeah, no I'm, yeah. I'm going to buy this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Whatever, dude. Pull up to the restaurant. And everybody came out. Like, he said, oh, I thought you were kidding. I was like, I told you I was buying this car. Right. Like, it right. was just. And I've had it. I mean, this, that's like my kid. You gotta I don't tell about the story when you got the uh, black car driving it home. You did. So I go to my brother was getting married. It was 2009, and it was his the wet the day of his soon to be wife's wedding shower. So we go. It was English Town swap meet. Yeah, we know it. We go down. My you know my dad used to be active. He's not active anymore. But my sister and I go down on Saturday. We're like, oh yeah, we never miss it. It's spring swap meet. Perfect. We go down, and I was just like, oh, you know, that, that band of Trans Am, just something. So anyway, we come up. We're on the tr- on the actual track. They had cars for sale. And I see one. I'm like, Dad, he was there with one of his friends selling something. I was like, Dad, you have to come over here. You have to check this car out. I'm like, I really need, I really think I want to buy this. Hyperventilating. Yeah. 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 Comes over. You know, whatever. Goes over the whole thing. And so we get the story from the guy. The guy was a, a heating and air conditioning person. Did repair for somebody he lived he literally lived in english town it was like right around the corner and he didn't know much about the car he was like i did work for this person and my bill was fourteen thousand dollars all i wanted to do was get paid for what i did he goes he didn't have the money he gave me the car he goes only thing i know is that it's in 1981 it's got thirty thousand original miles the car has was in the garage for like 28 years like literally like the guy was working i mean it needs it's like a garage it's literally it's brand new i mean it's old but it's new yeah so i was like you know so i called my dad i'm like you know sure enough i was like i gave him a hundred dollars i was like listen i really I, i want this car she wasn't thinking she was gonna buy a car that day no so i had to figure out like you know who has cash like that later i'm like I did, but I was like, oh, I need to get this. So next day was John's John's wife's what ex-wife's wedding shower. We leave at like my sister picked me up. We're like, we have to go and get this car. My dad met us. I had to get the money together. Sure Take enough, the plates sure, off we the went, white yep. Sam. Well, to drive the black one home. That's what I was getting at. Oh, because <laughs> there's a funny one after that. Took the plates off my white car. <laughs> took them down. Didn't get insurance because I mean, like, I didn't know if I was, you know, how that was gonna work. Everything's great. Give the money. Thanks very much. Put gas in it. Here we go. Plates on it. I'm driving home, white knuckling it because my sister's behind me because I'm scared to death. I'm like, I have no insurance. It's not registered. Right, like, you right. know, just take it She's home. like, oh, the fumes are killing me. I'm like, oh yeah, it's carbureted, so you know that's yeah, how that yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we it took us, I don't know, it took a, probably a good two and a half hours to get home, just in time to get to his wife's wedding shower. Parked it on my sister's lawn, took pictures. I was like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Right. Fast forward a couple, I don't know, not out of whatever it was. Take my car to get inspected. Takes the white one. Take my white car out. It's two seconds away. I take it to the guy's place. He inspects it. He goes, um, what about your license plates? I was like, no. Oh, did I? I was like, no, I don't. um, Oh, no, I took the black car first. Had license plates on it. Took the white car second. I was like, no, I don't. You know, I don't have any, you know, vanity plates or whatever. I was like, you know, I don't really know what to say. He goes, no. He goes, no, there are no plates on it. I was like, oh, 
Oh my gosh! I literally forgot to switch it. I was like, oh, are you? Yeah. And, and meanwhile, he's probably like, look at this. You yeah. know. Yeah. What I'm is like, wrong with you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Please I was like, me. thanks so much. Just please inspect my car. And I'm driving home doing like five. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> it's, it's my Mortified. Wow. So fast forward. I got Lady Bandit. That's that's my that's Very my license cool. plate on my black car. Very my white cool. car does not have vanity plates. But yep, that's that's yeah, my kids. Awesome. That that's so what cool. I got. Good for you. Yeah, we didn't bring it out because it was raining. I wanted to. I was so scared. I mean, mm-hmm. one time, I, my dad, I needed, um, I, I think I needed a air, something wrong with the air conditioning, and something was wrong with it. My dad lived in Staten Island at the, the time. Court. We're about, like, an hour and a half from the city. So my dad's like, everybody was like, oh, they're giving me a hard time. It was a lot of money. So my dad's like, I have a guy. He'll fix it. So I took it to my guy, my dad's guy. Went, picked it up. And it was like a Saturday, but they were calling for rain. It was gorgeous the day I went out. I came, I left the city, and I'm on 80. And it was like, literally, the skies opened up. So I'm like, you know, nope. I mean, it had all new rubber, the windows, everything, except that it's an old car. I mean, it literally, it leaked like a sieve. And then my windscreepers on fast was like slower than my... Regular yeah, car goes on slow. Sure. I was like, I had that's to, it, and that's it. She's like, we're not driving this. No, no, no. no, no. When I tell yeah, you, yeah. I'm on 80, so I'm driving, and I'm like, all of a sudden, I couldn't see anything. Yeah, there was tractor trailers. Like I, I was like, this is it. Like, I'm either I'm gonna get hurt or my car's gonna get wrecked. I was like, right. whatever. I had to pull over. Like I could not see. I was like, so that's it. I was told my brother. I was like, nope. I was like, <laughs> where I want it. It gave me anxiety to think about driving it out here. Because I mean, I think it, I think it was be okay, but I, yeah. with the rain, no. yeah, no. But I wanted to. That's great. next year. Oh well, yeah, doesn't yeah. rain. Absolutely. <sighs> oh, we'll so see. all we'll of see. your interest and enthusiasm and everything that came from your dad. All my dad. Yep. Yep. Great. My dad. Really cool. Yep. Yeah. And I wish, I wish my dad would would be. He's, he's a big man, and, and um, he hurt his knee, and he's just not, not like what like he used, used to. Because mm-hmm. we have a we have a dirt track where a we bias. grew up. Um, and that's Orange County cars. Speedway. Yeah. Yeah. And late models and such, or, or is it uh, um, more stock or not late like models? Stock modified, yeah, okay. yeah stocks. Yeah. Okay. But um, love it. I mean, yeah, that's and that's what we. That's mm-hmm. how we grew up. Mm-hmm. And it, my grandparents, his parents. I, and I probably haven't gone to the races. And it makes me years. sad that he's just he they, doesn't yeah, want to do anything. Used to anymore. race. And just like. Yeah. Well, at least you, know, you guys are keeping it alive. Oh, absolutely. In your generation. Yep. Definitely. Can you tell the Cars of Carlisle fans a little bit about? Your friend that you're gonna put us in touch with that'll we'll be coming to Northern New Jersey. Oh, so Keith! Oh yeah, Keith. Uh, he's a friend of ours. His name is Keith, and um, my oldest sister went to kindergarten with his wife, and we reconnected about eight or ten years ago, and we started hanging out. And he has the General Lee. So come over to my house. I got to show you some stuff. So she had the bandit, brother the bandit over, we go hang out. They had a party. And they had a, they had a Duke, Duke Fest. Stock or Duke, Duke Fest. Stock, whatever it was. Nice. Yeah. And he Higher. built the um, boar's nest in his backyard in a pole barn. It is the exact <laughs> replica of the bar. That is incredible. And he has the generally, he has um, the Cooter's tow truck, he has Daisy's Jeep, uh, has Daisy's, what is Rascal's that, Duster? Park. Daisy's dust. It was a dust. Uncle Jesse's. Uncle Jesse's. Yep. Yep. yep that was Uncle Jesse's. Yep. Roscoe's car. R- Roscoe Pico Trains Police Car. He has the Chico County Char- Sheriff's Police Car. Yep. And his wife has Kit from Knight Rider. Oh but uh, amazing Legit. people. They are diehard uh, Dukes of Hazard fans, and uh, they're amazing. Like they live it. They. He. The car is built. Such nice people. Though. The car is built, and when they leave a car show, his friends drive the cop cars. Yeah. And when they leave, he spins tires, pulls out, and they chase him in the cop car with the lights and sirens on. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they do. But they are amazing people, and definitely we're going to get in touch with them oh and uh, yeah. let you guys all meet them, and oh, it'll wait. be great. Yes, yeah. they're great people. Really, yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. I brought, so we had, they had Duke Stock. I brought my car, parked next to his car. It was it was the coolest thing. Yeah. It was really the cool. Kit is almost done, so that'll be done soon. Yep. A little project. But yeah. Yeah. No, great time. Great people. Guys, thank you for almost bringing this in like family under your tent absolutely fifth gen so fun yeah new jersey fifth gen absolutely awesome camaro club so and do they want to give a shout out for the business oh i did oh okay yeah yeah Yeah. andrea yeah Yeah, we have d'andrea's jewelers in wattage new jersey and j alexander jewelers in west milford new jersey we're a family-owned business we do custom design and uh we build everything we make so perfect awesome thank you our north new jersey uh 
car fans are are really cool people and we can't and a big shout out to alexis andrea and john yes so can't wait to hang with those three in august when they come back to carlisle we're going to go to don glover now and a lot of people were talking with don at the one end of the hearst tent he gave up a good portion of his afternoon at the very end of the day so let's go to don's interview now cubers this is darren and i am here again at the hearst tent and i'm talking to first engineer don glover Don, great to meet you, and I know that you're a friend of Carlisle Events. You've been here before. That's correct. I've been here at least on four events. Mm-hmm. Great place to be, great people, nice crowd. The whole staff of the Miller family oh, yeah. have been super. Yeah, they really are. All right. Uh, I originally uh, met George Hurst in 1959. Okay. Uh, my car club in 1959... Uh, we're looking for a source for motor mounts to put a Hemi in a 52 Ford. And we says, hey, there's this guy over at Abington named George Hurst that makes motor mounts. Let's go over and see him. So off we went in 58 Impala over to, to see this small two and a half car garage. And he was put a um, late model engine at that time into a Mark One. Lincoln Continental. So we got information about putting our Hemi in a 52 Ford, gathered that information and left. Years after that, not too many years, I then said, you know, I'm going to follow that company. So because I'm a car person, what happened, what I did was I kept looking at Hearst Performance, which was Hearst Campbell at the time, grow and grow. They went from motor mounts to shifters and then got into the racing circuit and just grew and grew. And I said, I want to work for that company. So I kept watching their ads and how the company grew. And then I placed a, uh, uh, you know, application to work in their engineering department back in 64, 65. And in 67, I was hired to be in the engineering department. And that was just like a dream come true. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like pursuing what you want to do in life. Then then I said, well, this is great. I'm a car person. Everybody works there are car people. And here this company is like growing and growing. And it's a symbolic company throughout the racing, all kinds of automotive world. So, so what I did then, after working there, uh, I was assigned the first project to build a knockdown demo stand, and then we said, we got this personalized Olds project, and I says, well, okay. So I was one of three engineers plus our other staff to build this 68 Hearst Olds. It was called personalized Olds. So what happens, uh, how the project started in December of 67, a 1968 uh, Cutlass Post Coupe was delivered to our facility. And we in turn, real quick, they says, okay, we pulled the motor out, a 455 blueprint motor was shipped in from uh, Detroit, we <laughs> dropped that in, we put a dual gate in there, which I personally installed. I put the cold air package with the scoops under the bumper. I Lance, uh, the Oldsmobile division in Lansing, and uh, they just so then off to another project. So later on, he says, You know, what happened to this car thing we did? And he says, Oh, well, they liked it, and, 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 and we're going to start building them out in Michigan with the Hearst Olds project. It was then dubbed Hearst Olds. At that particular point, uh, they they started like marketing the car. We had like 24, 2,500 orders for the car. We were doing them off campus of uh, General Motors at Demer Engineering. So then we, at that point, we were like painting them. We had like a crew. It worked overnight on yeah. time. So we built 515 cars. And that's all we could do with the time constraint allotted for us for General Motors. Mm-hmm. So we shipped and built 515 cars for the 1968 model year. Going 
forward on my aspect of things, the next project was the Jaws of Life, the, the rescue tool. So since I had a background of designing forged parts and working in the aircraft industry, I then designed the forged titanium arms for the Jaws of Life. Another project, you know, just right on to something else. So we hired more people to get that project going because it was George Hurst's personal project because he wanted that done because it saved a lot of people's lives and having something like this would just be great so we, I went from that into other things like um, uh, the, I designed the hydraulic tank for it the, the, the mounting plate for the engine for the pump for the hydraulic tool and then another project come up where the Chrysler Corporation wanted a pistol grip shifter they designed it we had to manufacture it. The unique aspect of this was that the shifter stick, all of the Hearst shifter sticks were 3 8 thick. Chrysler designed the pistol grip aspect of it, it was 5 16 So what we had to do was get a die cut part, weld it to that, grind it down smooth and make it like one continuous piece. We did that for 70, 70, 70, 70 to 73, maybe 73 and a half bottle year. So that was another project that I was involved in. We just kept going. Uh, then after I did the Hearst Olds emblem for the Hearst Olds project, they says, oh, we want to do a Hearst equipped emblem. Because they put on anybody's car with the product that we had in their car. So they says, well, since you did a good job on the Hearst Olds emblem, why don't you design the Hearst equipped emblem? Sure. So in 69, I grew that up, and we made that out of zinc die cast with adhesive back, so anybody with any kind of car with our product in it could then affix it to their trunk lid or door, blood box, whatever they wanted. So going, going forward, then, then as in 68, 69, the... The need for stick shift cars kind of slowed down and more automatics were coming out. So then what we did was designed an auto stick okay. that looked like a stick shift, right. but it was automatic nice. for the turbo hydros and the power glide cars. So I did the first concept drawing for that. So going forward, then... Did you do your own drafting and everything? Yes. Okay. Uh, right here, if you want to take pictures, yes, I, will. I have the original drawings. That's excellent, yes. So later on, I, yeah, I got involved in um, you know the fit up, designing a kit. So when a new when a new car came out and it was a stick shift, we had to be right on top of it to get drawings from General Motors, Ford, or Chrysler to know where the seat location and the floor of the transmission was in the car. Then we had to interpret that data into a layout by hand. Just come the ergonomics of it all, and right, right. Yeah. So. So then we'd lay that out. We would make parts in our shop. Uh, we would get a car in. I would put a lab coat on. We'd put the car up on the lift, and the parts that I designed, we'd put them on the car and then test run it. And one day, the customer or a person would then get his original, his or hers, original parts into a box in the trunk, and for us to use their car for a day, we used it as a fit-up. Then I would mark up drawings, and at that point, the drawings would then be like updated so we can manufacture parts. So the whole essence of that was that when somebody bought a car from the showroom, one to her shifter, we had it. So, so it was a fast track into production. Yeah, it was great talking with Don. Super intelligent guy who really knew um, a lot about the heyday of uh, drag racing and really enjoyed looking at his uh, his photos and, and talking with him. Really good guy. So let's meet the original owners of that 1969 Old Hearst, John and Sharon Kushner. This is such an iconic car. Mm -hmm. So Sharon, John, tell us a little bit about your, your 69 Hertz Old. Well, I bought the car new in July 26 of 69. Wow, so one owner then. Yes, sir. That's uh, amazing. Of course, my dad had to help me out with it because I was still a youngster, but uh, we bought the car and I was a senior in college. Okay. 
And when I graduated, I ended up meeting Sharon. We went out on a blind date. Blind she date. thought I, I had a lot of money <laughs> when I pulled, pulled up for the car. But uh, this is an eye catcher. I mean, yeah. the, uh, that was a lie. No money. Uh, yeah, it's all car. facade. It's all <laughs> but it was our daily driver from July '69 until uh, 1978. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I, I lived in Mechanicsburg. I have pictures of it in the snow. And no kidding. All that stuff. And then we started having kids. And we were going to sell it. And I had a guy in Harrisburg was going. I hadn't signed the paperwork, but he was. We were going to sell it for two thousand dollars to this guy. My dad's, who was a car guy, said, "You really ought to hang on to that car." So I said, "Where am I going to put it?" Because we we had a one car in our house garage. He said, "Bring it up to Johnstown area where he lived. Yeah. He had an extra garage." So we put it away in storage in '78, and he would exercise it. Okay. And uh, in '95, I was starting to get the itch so he knew I wanted it back so he said get it out of my garage <laughs> so we brought it back we're from Chambersburg okay so we brought it back to Chambersburg and uh, I just dinked around with it we, got, mm-hmm. we had other priorities we got the boys through college okay redid the house happy wife happy life. that's right <laughs> yep. yep so in 2008 we ended up having a frame off done on it oh. down in Greencastle Pennsylvania I was going to ask you who did the work yeah and uh, Tracy Bard did the job okay and uh, we showed it here in 2011 at the GM Nationals. We got best of show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've taken it quite a few places, like to Florida. I bought a trailer for it. We, it's okay. a trailer queen. Uh, That's okay. Uh, and uh, we've won a lot of a lot of a lot of recognition. What uh, what's the sinker on the odometer right now? What's the current mileage? 123,000. 123. Okay. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I forgot the another key thing. When my parents passed away in 97, I was cleaning out their house. And my mom kept everything. I was a spoiled only child. She had finger paints and all this. Mm, so I'm mm. throwing all this stuff out. I found a shoebox. Opened the shoebox. She, in there, she had... This is the salesman's workup sheet. Oh, look at that. And I traded in a 65 MGB on it. He gave me 1300 and the down payment was 308 Look at that. Here's the canceled check for the down payment from July 26th. That's for the great. And then, like, the trade-in sheets here. So all this paperwork is in that box. So, I mean, you talked about the provenance I of was the just going to say, that yeah. increases the value right. so much. Right. So, and the fact the single owner, you you know right. everything about the vehicle. Right. Yes. It's we. Uh, yeah. it's, it's been part of the family since... Our first son. It's your third son, right? Exactly. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> right. Or maybe it's your only daughter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. But it's an absolutely gorgeous car. Yep. Thank you so much. That uh, that '69 Olds was absolutely perfect. There wasn't a fl- just nothing wrong on that vehicle. And to now, the lovely Miss Vaughn from Hollywood and the West Coast. Let's talk with my new friend and maybe crush. Here's Linda Vaughn. <laughs> Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am at the Hearst Holds Tent, and Linda Vaughn has been hanging out with me. Linda, great to meet you. Thank you. This is the Hearst Tent, period. So, you were telling me about just had a good weekend. I had a good weekend seeing all the Hearst employees, and, you know, they're all like my family, my brothers, my sisters, having Kipe here to help me. She used to drive my cars for me to the events, having Brenda here. Kevin and most of all Tom and Desiree for doing my mother's car like I was talking about and everybody that loves their cars I look out and I'm so proud it's like looking at my children and it's been an honor well you've built an amazing business and empire and just the following I just worked my butt off all these well, I know. years yeah. what, can you, what can you tell local or a fellow business person well, how, to, how to hustle faith, have the faith and, and believe in, in all the good things that the Lord provides for us and, and I've always been a Christian and I've always uh, always do unto others you had them to do unto you and when George Hurst had his plant going and we, we even had uh, blind people working for us in our cafeteria it's always full Love. They say if you love what you do, it's not worth it. No. And I love what I do. I believe that. <laughs> but I have worked hard this weekend. Well, you sure have. You talked a little bit about it earlier off air, but tell us about the restoration done on your mother's. My mother's car. Well, I like to interview Tom Christoph when okay. he gets through. And then Kevin's taking my car uh, from here to back home with them and, and to her show. And then it's going down to Georgia to the Hall of Fame. It we're doing it in my hometown, mm-hmm. so it's going to be really uh, 
well-reserved and well-taken care of. So it's an honor to have someone that rebuilt my mother's car with love. Mm -hmm. It was all done with love. Mm -hmm. You can look at it. That paint job on that car is 11 years old. I wouldn't know it. And, and you wouldn't know it. It's just beautiful. Just it really is. Sensational. It's, um, it's a lot of love sitting there. For sure. I, uh, I got real sick and had to sell some of my cars. I had to sell a sister to that, the Black Crystals. And I had two of those. And thank God I had them because I didn't want to lose my house. But I worked very hard. And those cars paid off for me. And now I'm trying to buy some of them back. <laughs> it's like, I lost my doll, Mommy. I gotta go get another one. Well, yeah. It's just been a passion. But you've been taking, good Lord, passion. taking good care oh, yeah. of you. Yeah. I'm very blessed to be here. Yeah, yeah. I've got, had two heart attacks, about 14 stents. Oh, um, then I had half of my colon taken out. So that was probably the most dangerous thing I've ever gone through. It's what took my mother's life. So I helped with pancreatitis, cancer. I helped with injured drivers. I really try and help people who've helped our industry and the American spirit grow. It's all passion. This is passion. Mm -hmm. And that's it what really gets you is. up each day. Absolutely. It does. I stretch and smile and give my doggy a kiss and off oh, we go. I asked him, I said, which car do you want to ride in today? Nice. He likes my Hearst Oldsmobile because the T-top's coming out yeah. and he's got big long what ears. Kind of dog and you have? I have a Cocker Spaniel oh, and Curly Joe Cocker. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. I had bought him from my boyfriend and Greg passed away. And when Greg passed away, I brought Curly Joe to my house because I've never had an animal or a dog because I travel so much and I felt it wouldn't be kind to the animal. But he understands I made him a deal. I said, you're going to live here on the beach and eat three times a day. I'm going to have to leave you sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I put him at Camp Bow Wow. Oh, and wow. it's a family of people that take care of him. And, and he's my boy. It's so wonderful to come home. He doesn't care if I have only any makeup or my hair is in a, pon a ponytail. Or he doesn't care just so long Mama comes home. So That's right. it's really wonderful. I never had any children, so I feel like I got a four and a half year old little boy. You do. I'm telling you, he, extra is, set of legs. That's he all. is a, he is the most interesting animal. I've, my sister's dogs. I never got to know him. Like knowing Curly Joe Cocker, he's a rocker. He likes music. <laughs> okay. He likes cars, and he loves to eat. <laughs> Sounds like I should meet him. Sounds yeah, like a maybe good someday yeah. you yeah. will. He's a good guy. Well, you have fans all over the world. We have listeners all over the world. What would you like to say? Because you are, you are Miss California. You, you're just all American. I'm from Georgia. Honey. Well, I know you're a Georgia I native. But I live in California. I know. But, uh, but you've been California girl I, for a long time. I'm an all-American maid, let me tell you. Uh, I've traveled all over the world with Mario Andretti for the Formula One races. I got to go to great countries. And when I was in Sweden, particularly in Sweden, they waved little American flags to me when I went down in the parade. And King Gustav, of course, has a Mustang with a Hearst shifter in it. So I hung out with the king. Mm -hmm. And uh, in Monaco, I hung out over at Prince Rainier's. And, and uh, it, it just, just getting to travel the world. I loved France when I did the South of France races. And we won the World's Championship. And Mario and I just did a benefit two weeks ago in Indianapolis for the injured drivers. So it's a great uh, family affair. Mm -hmm. I think we're all very tight-knit. Mm -hmm. It's a very dangerous sport that I live in. And I've lost friends, and I've gained so many friends. So it's a passion of love and understanding because you can have breakfast in the morning and you might be going to a funeral home at night. So I'd say the passion's what drives me. It keeps me on the top of my toes all the time. And uh, I understand when we do lose a driver, especially if it's tested. If he's testing to make that car safer and he died happily helping others, mm -hmm. then I can understand why the good Lord does work in mysterious ways. Mm -hmm. But uh, when he saves the lives of the streetcars or the race cars or his family from losing his life, then he did it because of his love for this industry and sport. Mm -hmm. So I think I think it's going hand in hand. To um, I don't want to sound like I'm in a box uh, preaching to y'all, but I just I love the real true intimacy of, uh, of re appreciation and respect that we all have for one another mm -hmm. in this industry. And there's nothing like American made because you guys all over the world love Hearst shifters. <laughs> because every time I go all over the world, I'll see a car with a Hearst shifter in it. Right. So it does my heart good. <laughs> Thank you so much oh, for spending some time. Welcome. It's so good to make you. I've been here for the GM because I do a lot of work with GM. But looking out over these cars, you guys, you folks, and ladies, you should see what I'm looking at. It's just a, a dream beauty. come true. Yes, it is. Thank Linda, you. thank you. Thank you. 
Great. I loved every bit of doing this uh, episode. It was an honor to meet everyone that you heard from today on the show, but also many, many people that we didn't even have a chance to get their content into this episode. Chevy Nationals was a lot of fun. A great job to Carlisle Events and, and certainly had the best set, best time over there. And especially even just starting off with the bandit jump. That yeah. was just yeah, that so was, impressive. <laughs> yeah. The, the jump itself, about 150 feet. Um, it was so neat to learn how they, they did it so he didn't have a major spinal injury that the, he was suspended from these heavy-duty bungee cords about five, six inches above the racing seat so that upon the nose-down impact he would actually be suspended and and not take that direct hit uh, through the spine and check out our instagram story and some of the pictures because mm-hmm. you will see the nose down impact mm-hmm. here, so. yeah and i had some video of the the whole launch it was really cool yeah but it was great how they did a little reenactment they had the music going <laughs> yeah. they had a cop chasing him yeah so it was cool yeah it was a lot of it was really well done those guys superbly handled quite entertaining and actually when we first came into the field about that time i was like oh there aren't very many people here and we go down over the hill (laughs) that's where everybody everybody was was at the bandit jump yeah it was uh, a a premier jump and now they're talking perhaps there's an opportunity that they may come back with a knight rider tribute and do some form of a stunt jump which would also be pretty cool yeah Yeah. so very cool okay the answer that you deserved to the question that i asked earlier about what were the two films relatively well-known car movies that Miss Linda Vaughn was uh, featured in. The first one I mentioned was a 1976 film, and that was The Gumball Rally. And the 1983 film was Stroker Ace, which had Burt Reynolds and all about NASCAR. And that's a really good segue. Scott, speaking of rally, do we want to talk a little bit about Rally North America? Yeah, we are in our kind of final couple of weeks here before we set out for it. July 8th and through 12th. July 8th through 12th. We have the pre-rally on the 7th. Uh, we're really excited about it. If you have a chance, please go to the, our website, click on the link, donate any amount that you can. It all goes directly to Camp Sunshine. Great cause, great charity. Um, and check us out along the way with our Instagram. When we get back, there's going to be posts or podcasts mm-hmm. uh, specifically with it. We're going to have okay. coverage on MAV-TV eventually. And we'll have cable coverage of that uh, coming up here in a bit. But from the World Do Things, Scott's going to have uh, Instagram stories going while we're in the car, while we're doing the scavenger hunts, while we're on the racetracks, while we're having some, some fun. We'll have our helmets and we'll be suited up. And we're going we're gonna to be hitting some high speeds in those tracks. It'll be a good time, but it'll be so interesting to see you know how, how it goes and to meet everybody up at Camp Sunshine, I was meet say, everybody along the I way. I think that may be one of our... And hunts. with Rally North America, this is more than just the first time of supporting this charity. So right. it is well worth it, uh, a As cause a, that everybody feels so strongly for. Yeah. Yep. So please follow along if you at least can't uh, financially support with some of it. That would be great. Well, we appreciate that. I'm going to go ahead and wrap up today's episode and can't wait to have you back for episode 61. We have some... Uh, really cool content and interviews of local and regional folks coming up. Then we'll have Chrysler Nationals. We'll be talking to you from the road while we're on Rally North America, heading from Erie, Pennsylvania, all the way up to basically the tip of Maine. And uh, we'll be putting about 1,300, 1,400 miles in the Corvette. Can't wait to uh, uh, stay in touch with you from the road. And Chrysler Nationals is the day we get back. So yeah, it'll be that so we are we'll going to be busy guys. Dumped right back in. Yep, yep. We'll, we'll be moving and shaking. Thank you, guys. We'll talk to you next week. So for now, guys, I'll say drive well, be well, take care.